What if there was a different way to live and work? Beyond the hustle and hype. Beyond the never-ending race to get more, do more, be more. A way that's grounded, intuitive, intentional, and in line with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Wellpreneur with me, your host, Amanda Cook. Together, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. I invite you to plant your feet on the earth, slow down, tune in, and get ready to create a life of meaning and magic. Hello, hello, and welcome back to this week's Wellpreneur podcast. This week, it's just you and me, and we're talking about a subject that's really close to my heart, and we're going to talk about it in a different way than you normally hear about it. This week, we're going to talk about decluttering, but I'm not talking about just decluttering your stuff. This week, what I wanted to share with you is different ways that I've been decluttering my business and my finances and my workspace and a lot of that digital stuff that actually, although it doesn't take up physical space, takes up loads of mental space. So decluttering something that's really been on my mind a lot recently. So every June, I try to come back to New Hampshire to spend some time with my parents. And so that's where I am right now while I'm recording this episode, just at the end of my trip here to the United States. And one thing that I do with my mom is help declutter the house and the attic specifically and the basement. So we kind of go through stuff and just sort of weed through family belongings and, and figure out what we want to keep and who, what we want to give to different people and just, you know, starting that process earlier. And actually, I find it super therapeutic. So I know that sometimes it can be challenging with sentimental items, but I really find so much satisfaction in emptying out boxes and just organizing stuff and making everything feel a bit lighter and more spacious. To me, it, it makes it feel like I have more room to live. You know, I have more room for my life when there's less stuff around me. Now, that being said, like I love old things. And so I love antiquing and going picking, I call it, because not fancy antiques, but like hunting around for treasures. That's one of the things we love to do when we travel. And our house at home in London is filled with treasures from all over the world. Nothing particularly fancy or expensive, but just stuff that means something to us that we picked up on our travels. And so I'm definitely not a minimalist in that sense at all. I have lots of lots and lots of stuff around us. But there's something to me about like having things that you really love and that really mean something to you, like displayed around you in a meaningful way that helps you like live more mindfully versus just having loads of stuff that some of it you like and some of it you don't and some of it you just kept because your grandmother gave it to you. So that's kind of like the kind of decluttering that I'm helping my mom do is just like going through stuff and making it more intentional. So you know how I release the Wellpreneur book in March, which I was still so proud of that effort. It was so much more work than I had imagined, which I probably should have figured, right? People always say writing a book is a lot of work, but I just dove in and did it. And it honestly really burnt me out. So I was really exhausted at the end, right after my book launch. Like I really pushed it way too hard, which I haven't done in a while. And it just, I just went way overboard with that book launch. And Actually, I took the entire month of April off. So I didn't do any work at all in April, except obviously my coaching clients. I still continue to see them. But other than that, I really didn't do anything at all in April. And I just took the time to like work with my a new naturopath and really get my personal habits and my self-care and my diet back on track. 
so that I could feel better because I was really, really feeling burnt out. And coming out of that period of time, you know, life just seemed a lot easier not having to deal with all this stuff every day, not thinking about social media, not thinking about emails, not thinking. I mean, I just really didn't think about anything in April except sleeping and reading and doing some crochet and spending time in the sunshine every day and feeding myself and really just taking care of myself. And coming out of that period, like I said, I really realized, you know, life maybe doesn't have to be as complicated as we make it. I think I know I have this tendency and online it's so easy to do is just keep taking on more and more and using more and more tools, signing up for more email newsletters, buying more like recurring expenses and stuff, putting more, getting more gadgets, just all this more you can keep adding, right? And this is so easy to do online, particularly because there's lots of different ways we can make money or that we can automate our business. So you might have some affiliate links that you do, and then you've got some social media automation tools, and then you've got several different programs that you offer, and then you've got some eBooks that are around on different sites, and you can just have all this stuff spread all over the place. And although physically it doesn't take up a lot of space, mentally it really weighs on you because it's like all these little balls you need to keep in the air, all these little tasks and loose ends that you need to keep track of. So today I wanted to talk to you about four different areas that I've really been consciously decluttering in my work life, and I think you'll take away some tips to help you make your life more simple as well. But first, let me tell you about a couple of things I've really been crushing on here in the United States that I've just been loving. First of all, I bought some Ticino tea bags. So I'm super sensitive to caffeine, but I love my coffee so much. So I usually drink decaf. But I've been looking for other options and, you know, I'll tend to drink like dandelion root tea or dandy blend is another good coffee alternative. And a few years ago, I bought some Ticino grounds, which are supposed to taste like coffee. But this time I discovered Ticino tea bags, which I am totally loving because you can brew one cup at a time. So Ticino is basically a ground up different roots. I think there's chicory and barley and um, dandelion. I don't have the bag in front of me, so I'm just doing that from memory. So if you want to get some, you can check out the ingredients yourself. But what's cool is they have different flavors. So they've got a French roast that really tastes like coffee, actually. Okay, you know it's not coffee, but it's really, really good. And they've also got this chocolate one that has cacao nibs in it and also some chili powder. So it has a little kick. And they've got hazelnut and French vanilla. I bought a big um, variety pack off of Amazon of these Ticinos. So I am totally loving those. So if you're looking for an alternative to coffee, just maybe in the afternoons or to make a really delicious iced coffee or just to kind of alternate with your cups of coffee, I really recommend Ticino. I'm totally loving it. The secret, I think, is you put the bag in and then you have to dunk it actively dunk it up and down like several times to really get the goodness because I like my coffee really strong and I found that the french roast and the chocolate if you dunk them up and down both get really strong and I'm totally loving it so Ticino gets my two thumbs up the other thing I'm really loving in the U.S. right now is this granola that's called purely Elizabeth I'm sure for all of you Americans listening, this is like no big deal. It's probably been around forever. But for those of us that live overseas, I'm always discovering new things when I come back to the U.S. So I'm like loving this stuff. They've got all these flavors. They've got some that are grain-free. Like I've got one right now that's called banana nut butter grain-free granola. It's really yummy. There's another one that was, I think this one has grains in it, but it was chocolate sea salt, which is really good. And they say it has probiotics in it, that one, which I'm a little skeptical if I'm honest because... 
how can the probiotics survive? But whatever, it tastes really delicious, chocolatey and salty. So I've just been nibbling on that as a little snack sometimes in the afternoon. Anyway, so those are my two little fun finds that I thought you guys would appreciate in the wellness space here in the U.S. So let's start off talking about decluttering with email. I find email super annoying, actually. And what I'm finding annoying about it is the fact that you can't control the influx of email. So it really irritates me that somebody could just email me at any time, even if I don't want their email or not, right? This is the problem with email. You're basically never going to get on top of it totally because you can't control the influx of it. To be honest, this to me is like why I don't even have a landline phone because I want the ability to like turn off my phone or put it on silent so people can't bug me. Like it really irritates me that people could call you during dinner. That's just not acceptable. So for email, I've been doing a few different things. First of all, I go through periodically and periodically I'll say maybe once or twice a year. I probably should do this quarterly, but so far I'm, it tends to be when I get fed up with email, then I do this. I'll go through and unsubscribe from everything. I'll have a week where every email I get, then I just consciously take that extra 10 seconds to scroll to the bottom and click unsubscribe, which really does, okay, maybe not everybody honors it, but the vast majority of people do, and it really does reduce that amount of email that you get rather than just continually deleting stuff. So I really like to do that. You can also use a service called Unroll Me, which I've used in the past, um, and that can unsubscribe you from mass emails, but also it can roll up all your mass emails into one single digest email. So you'd get one email a day instead of multiple. To be honest, I used that a couple of years ago for a while, but I'm not using that now. I'm just being really super conscious about what I sign up for and then unsubscribing from almost everything except my very favorite newsletters, maybe the five people or the 10 people that I really want to hear from. I also, when I hit this point again, just after April, where I was like, email is ridiculous, it's totally out of control, I did what I call an email audit. So I tried to pay really close attention to what emails, what was I actually using email for? So I've got a personal email account and a work email account, both in Gmail. And I started really being conscious about what emails am I getting in each place? And I made a real effort to switch everything work-related over to that work email account. Because the idea is that at some point, well, a couple of things. First of all, if you want to do something personal, you're not going to have all this work stuff cluttering it up, right? So I've just got one work inbox that things go into. Also, you can start to outsource that work email at some point. So I really like the idea of keeping those very separate. And I was just starting to pay attention with where, what emails am I getting? You know, am I getting notifications from all of these tools I sign up for, all of my automation tools? Do I need them? Can I unsubscribe from those? Should I send that to my assistant instead? Like just trying to be really conscious about what I was actually getting in email. Another tool I really love in email that works with Gmail is called Boomerang. So Boomerang, I know I've talked about this before, but what Boomerang allows you to do is send yourself reminders about an email. So say I was sending an email to pitch myself to be on a podcast, right? So I contact this podcast I want to be on and I send a pitch email. As I'm sending the email with Boomerang, there's a little checkbox at the bottom where I can say Boomerang this email in and then you pick a time. So tomorrow or next week or next month and then a condition. So I can say Boomerang this email next week if I don't get a reply. So basically what will happen is if nobody replies to that email pitching me as a podcast guest, 
then in a week, it will pop back in my inbox as a boomerang and it will remind me, oh, I need to follow up. So this has just saved my sanity because instead of remembering or putting messages on your calendar, follow up with so-and-so, it just automatically like pops back into your inbox and then you can deal with it. So that's the boomerang plugin for Gmail. Now they have a free version that's just up to 10 boomerangs a month. There's also a paid version if you want more than that, but I'm really liking that tool. So as your first challenge, I want you to have a think about your email and consciously this week, notice what you're using email for and is email the best way? So which emails are you getting? Where are they going to? Do you really need those emails? If not, unsubscribe. Is email the best source for this type of communication? Could you just message somebody instead? Another big one, which luckily doesn't apply to me because I use the fabulous Acuity scheduling. But if you are trying to go back and forth in email to book appointment times with your clients, stop that. That is that like, what are you doing? Honestly, I don't understand why anyone books appointments manually. Just create an online schedule. Like there's even free versions. So I used to use schedule once. Now I use acuity scheduling. It is so amazing. And I get a couple emails a week from people saying, oh, wow, that's so cool. How'd you get this online scheduler? It is just life-changing. So if as you're going through your email, you're noticing you're doing a lot of back and forth with clients to schedule appointment times, you can fix that. You don't have to live this way anymore. So I'm giving you permission to get a tool like Acuity Scheduling. It can hook into your calendar. So I have it hooked to my Google Calendar where I can keep my availability updated. And it is amazing. I will never be without an online calendar again because it's as long as I have appointments because it's just amazing. So your first challenge for this week is really to be conscious about your email and see where you can make it a little bit more simple. Second area I want you to take a look at for decluttering is finances. Now, in this online business world, we've got so many lovely automation tools that can help us in our businesses, right? So you might have social media automation and Facebook ads automation. You've got your website that might have a recurring fee. You might have accounting software with a recurring fee. There's so many different tools you can be using. I've got oh, Canva I pay for every month for my graphic design. And the thing is, these can really start to add up, as I'm sure you've noticed. It's like, oh, just $9.95 a month. But over time, these really add up. And so another thing that I did is really combed through the last three months of my PayPal account, my bank account, and my credit card statements. And I just made a list of all those recurring expenses. Actually, I did this in a spreadsheet so I could tally up what's the actual cost of running my business every month. So aside from paying myself, what are all the regular expenses I've got in my business? This can be really eye-opening if you've never done it. Even if you're not making lots of money, especially if you're not making lots of money, you definitely want to have a handle on what is the cost of doing business every month. And then I went through each of those. And for each of those, I paused and asked myself, do I really need this? How long ago did I sign up for this? Is there a free alternative? Am I even using this tool anymore? And if I am, is there a free alternative that could be just as good? Because the tech world's always changing, right? So there's always new alternatives coming on. So this week, I'd really encourage you to take a a few minutes. It doesn't take very long, like 15 or 20 minutes. Go through your PayPal account, your bank account, and your debit or credit card statements and just see what are those recurring expenses for your business. Tally up how much money you're spending every month on your business and then take a look for are there better options? And that's something that we can talk about in the Facebook group as well. So say you have a tool that you really love, but it's costing you money every month. You could come into the group and ask, what other people are using and if there are better alternatives. 
Sometimes you can also call the companies and ask them if they can lower your rate or give you a special deal or tell them you're thinking about leaving and see if they'll give you a special offer. So there's always some options there. And I just found it really nice to know this is how much I spend every month. And these are some things that I can free up to leave more money for other things. Area three for decluttering, your workspace. Now I have to say in London, I've got my own office at home. I've got a whole little, a little room. Those of you in the US, like you probably don't even understand what this little room means because everyone's houses here seem so immense. But in in Europe, we've got super tiny living spaces and I've got a super tiny office within this super tiny living space. And honestly, it gets a bit filled with stuff. I try to keep my desk cleaned off, but I've got like my bookshelves with all my nutrition books and my business books. And then I've got all my herbs and all my apothecary stuff and my essential oils and my waxes and my butters. And then I've got all my crafting stuff. So I've got like a lot of stuff in my office at home. But the cool thing was when we moved to Hong Kong, it was like forced downsizing right? And it's really gotten me super clear about what is it that I need to work with in my workspace. So if you have time, in my opinion, the top two things are the most important, looking at your email, looking at your finances. But if you have more time, I would take a look at your workspace and specifically keeping your desk area really clear so that in the morning when you come down to work or after work, when you get started, you know, time to work on your own business, you've got a clean slate to work on. My personal practice is, is at the, the end of whatever work period I'm doing. So the end of my work day, I make a list of the top three things I need to accomplish the next day. And I leave that on my desk and that's it. That and my computer and my monitor, that stays on my desk so that the next day when I come down, I can get into what I'm doing much more quickly. So now when I'm traveling, I've had to carve out a workspace because now we're in an even tinier apartment in Hong Kong and I don't really have a dedicated work area. So I've kind of carved out a desk in the side of our bedroom, which is not ideal. We're kind of in a studio apartment, but I've carved out this little space that is my workspace. And I found that what I really need is my laptop and I need a microphone. And I actually did get a monitor because I realized I really like working on a bigger screen. And then I've got a little really nice like felt box that I use as like my inbox where I keep everything. I keep my notebook and my pens and any sort of papers that are coming in that I need to deal with so that the workspace itself is really clean and clear. And I just find that that makes it much easier for me to sit down and get into work because who else has this? If you sit down and there's clutter around, do you feel pulled to like clean the clutter before you start working. I totally do. I feel like uh, I just need to straighten up before I could get into my work day. It's like it, it keeps bugging me in the back of my head. So because of that, I've just learned I need to clean off my workspace the night before when I finish working so that the next time I sit down to work, I've got a clear space. Sometimes I have clients that say, well, I don't have a room to make an office. You don't need a room to make an office. Like you can just find a little nook. I would, if you feel like you don't have space to have your own work area, I'd really encourage you to start thinking creatively. Take a new look at your space and see where could you work that's not the couch or that's not the kitchen table. Although I know I've got some friends that love working on the kitchen table, but for me, I get distracted and I keep eating and making tea all day. So that's not good for me. But what I'm doing in Hong Kong, we don't have really a dedicated workspace. So I took the sideboard table and I'm just, I pulled the chair from the dining room in there and that's become my little workspace that I can carve out. So do you have a little closet that you could open and like have that be your workspace? Is there a way you could just carve out a little corner and you could put a little table in it? Just a space to make it so that it's yours, right? And that 
When you go there, it feels like work mode. So task number three for your week is to take a look at your workspace and see, could you simplify it? Do you really need all that stuff that you work with? Do you really need a bazillion paper clips and staplers and all sorts of stationery if you're running an online business? Probably not, right? Do you need all this stuff that's around you at your workspace? Or is there a way it could be more clear and simple? And the fourth topic to talk about this week for decluttering, and this is a really good one, your weekly recurring tasks. Now, this might be a bit of a mindset shift for some of you because I know at one point I just felt like I would just start my work week and kind of flow through it and be doing all this different stuff. But if you take a more analytical look at it, if you take a step back and look at what is it that you do every single week or every single month, you'll start to see that the same types of tasks come up over and over again. So every week you might write a blog post, find an image for a blog post, turn that image into a title image, load it up into WordPress, and then schedule it to publish. You might write an email newsletter and then publish that email newsletter. You might be following up with clients and doing strategy sessions. You might deal with your receipts and do some accounting. You might be going on social media every day or every week and scheduling promotion for those blog posts. So there's certain tasks that happen week after week, right? And what I really like to look at, and and this took me a little bit longer, but to sit down with just my notebook and make a list of what do I actually do in my business? I know it feels like it's a little bit different every week, but can you take a step back and look at it, the bigger picture, and find those threads, those recurring types of activities that happen over and over again? This can be really illuminating. Sometimes, actually, when I do this, I realize the core activities that keep my business going. At at one point, I was like, oh, it's actually not that much. I just need to like publish a podcast and send an email and do my social media. Like those are the big marketing things that keep it going. But then, of course, there's always special projects like a launch or I'm working on a new course or I'm preparing for a speaking opportunity. So there's the one-off things as well. But it can be really eye-opening to just look at what is that stuff you do every week? And then once you've got that list, you can go a step further and say, do I need to be doing that thing every week? Is that actually something that's helping your business, growing your business, or is it just something you're in the habit of doing? You might also find that there's something like sending a weekly email that you just don't do. It's on your list. You're like, oh yeah, I do that every week. But if you're honest with yourself, are you actually doing that every week or not? And that's something I see a lot too, is people get swept up into the project of the moment And just stop doing those weekly recurring, those things that keep the engine of your business turning over. So you might find some activities from doing this that you can eliminate because they're not actually helping you. You might also have a rude awakening and realize you're not doing some of the stuff that you want to be doing. And at this point, then you can also take a look at finishing this portion, which which is my favorite part, which is actually then blocking in your tasks. So this to me makes your life so much simpler is that you can say, okay, every week I know I have to write and schedule my newsletter. So I'm going to do that every Monday afternoon and it's going to go on Tuesday. And you just put in a recurring appointment on your calendar for however long it takes you, two hours, and that's when you do the newsletter, right? Same thing for your blog post. You might schedule blog post writing time every week or maybe every two weeks where you write a couple posts. And you might also schedule your social media time. So maybe once a week, you could schedule all the social media for the entire week. So you only need to pop in to engage a couple more times that week. If you can start taking this higher level look at your tasks and not having to be in there, like be constantly like reinventing the task every time and and trying to come up with what you're going to do during that time slot, 
oh my gosh, it frees up so much mental space. It's really amazing. So to be honest, I could really do a full episode on each one of these topics because I'm really into decluttering, guys. So I would love to talk to you about this in our Wellpreneur community group on Facebook. This was just like a quick little skim over of the four areas that I've been really looking at decluttering ever since I had that kind of wake up call in April. Like I really need to slow down and simplify my business and my life again. And I I really like, I think that's something that you almost need to do every year is just reassess where you are, where are you spending your time? And is that still aligned with where you want to be going? So I'd love to continue this conversation in the Wellpreneur community group this week. If you're not a part of that group, there's over 2,000 Wellpreneurs in there. And we talk about the podcast episodes. We talk about running our business. We talk about what's working and not working. We talk about wellness stuff. It's really fun. You just go into Facebook and you can type Wellpreneur community and then you'll see the group and you just request to join. We'd love to see you over there. So this week, I'd love to talk to you about, first of all, how are you handling your email? And this is a conversation. I I think I'll do a separate episode on this because email is a really juicy topic that causes lots of stress and annoyance for so many of us. So I'd love to know that. Um, Also, if you want some alternatives to the tools you're using right now that you're paying for, come over and ask us about that. And then I'd love to hear from you about what kind of tasks you found that you can declutter or streamline in your daily work life. I'd love to have some conversations about these. So I will see you over in the Facebook group. Anyway, I talked about lots of resources and tools this week. So as always, you can get all of those links in the show notes, which are available at wellpreneuronline.com. So I'm going to head off now and enjoy my last few days here with my family in the U.S. before taking my really long flight all the way back to Hong Kong. Oh my gosh, 16 hours nonstop. I've got to stop, so it's even longer. Woohoo! So that's going to be fun. You can think of me on that long flight. But yeah, I'd love to connect with you in the Facebook group this week. So I'll see you over there and we can chat about decluttering our businesses. Okay, have a great week, guys. I'll see you in the Facebook group. Bye.